0: But I'm gonna tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. We are That's moving me. right along on our scheduled breakdowns for this uh, 2021 Fighting Texas Aggie football team. We broke down the first five games last week with Mississippi State and Arkansas uh, standing out as the big test there. We've got the, the big one today, the biggest one today, um, home against Alabama. That'll be uh, game six, so right after uh, right after Mississippi State, uh, we'll be going into, the, into this game. Uh, then it's at Mizzou, which will be a tough test that we will get into here shortly. And then home against South Carolina, and then a bye week. So we thought this this section was a good section to to split out and talk about these. Uh, definitely, mostly most of the discussion will be centered around Alabama, and you know a good chunk towards Mizzou, and less so towards South Carolina. But maybe you know a little. A few, few notes there, but um, let's jump right into it, Chase. Um, Alabama's the, the big one. Like it's, it's, it's the biggest game of the year, definitely for A and M. Uh, maybe in the sport, you know, as far as uh, regular season games go, I guess you can make the argument that Clemson, Georgia, is a big one. It definitely is, but I think whoever loses that still has a chance to make the playoff in this game like if if and wants to make it you you can lose this game and make it but it it makes it so much easier to to knock them off um and and i think that signals that AM has truly broken through and is on the step like is is on the way to uh, greatness under Jimbo Fisher
1: mama we made it
0: we made it um
1: you know, I I don't think it's going to be that big of a game cuz the <laughs> the the opponents faceless. You know, it's just just another business trip. Um Yeah. No, I I um uh, I think that's the game of the year for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we could come out completely flat and be a terrible team and, yeah. and we don't realize it, but I I don't see that happening.
0: Yeah. I, it goes without, it I, goes without saying that you have to take care of business in those first five. Like you get through that five and zero, oh, all eyes are going to be on you on October 9th.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I in the last breakdown episode we talked about Arkansas and Mississippi State will be kind of a tough test going into Alabama. It'll be, you know, Mississippi State I see as a trap game. Arkansas I think is really salty. Um, but they could come out flat. Yeah. I just think we, of course I have that game circled every year Yeah, we got to be able to, we got to be able to battle it out with them, you know, and that's one thing that we haven't done in the past. Really? It's, it's always a bit of a slaughter. You know, there, there's a few years that we've had. You know, those um, closer games, but yeah, they're few and far between, you know.
0: I feel like on on most of the plays in those games, like we're able to kind of hang with them a little bit and, and trade punches, but then they have the, like the backbreaker play, like where they just hit a 60-yarder and, you know, they have guys that we can't catch and, you know, like you feel kind of helpless. When they do stuff like that, when they have, you know, Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith all on the same team, and Jerry Judy, and you know, a great offensive line and great quarterbacks and great running backs, um, and they're still going to have really, really good players at all those positions. But I think, you know, especially if you look at last year's game, like like we like we get them in, you know, a third and long, and you know try to dial up some pressure on them and we just couldn't keep up on the outside. Like they, you know, uh, I I don't know how many, you know, quote unquote explosive plays they hit, but, uh, it was a lot. And when they hit them, they were, they were home runs. They were, you know, 50, 60, I think one was 80 yards uh, from Jalen Waddle. But, um, I think if, if, if we can just eliminate the, like the, like, like the dagger plays, like, uh, do, do what you can to keep everything in front of you and make them earn it. And I think it's possible because I don't think they're going to have the amount of speed at the skill positions that they've had uh, in years past.
1: Yeah, Alabama's the epitome of college football. I think we could probably all agree on that. But one thing about them that I, I really noticed with our game last year is they're the epitome of mistake-free football, mm-hmm. where they're going to exploit your mistakes because they're not going to make very many, yeah. if any. And um, if you play mistake-free against them, you can you can go toe-to-toe yeah. with the talent that we have. But um, last year, I remember watching the game. You know, it was over here. It's Brittany's birthday. Traeger caught on fire. Um but I just aside remember from, being I,
0: just Go ahead. Aside from that, it was a pretty fun day.
1: Yeah, other than that, it was okay. <laughs> Except for we lost. We got yeah. just absolutely wrecked. Yeah. But I remember watching the game and I was I was like this for a couple of our early games last year and just being just grossly disappointed and just was so just mad while watching the game. Like it was just so just, it was just an onslaught. But then whenever I went back, you know, I I have, I get very emotional about (laughs) Aggie football games. And, um, so like whenever we lose a game, I'm like mad, you know, obviously, but, but then after, after we, we have lost it's like okay what now you know and yeah. so after I give myself a day or two I'll go back and watch the game all right. over again without the emotion tied to it mm. and watching rewatching that game especially the, the first part of the game there were there were so many times so many chances that we had that had we completed this pass or had there not been a drop here or what have you. And I know that you can't play the what if game, but um, there were so many things. It's like, dang, we didn't, we didn't continue that drive because of a drop ball, you know, or we didn't continue that drive for, and it was just mistakes and they exploited those mistakes on us. And, um, and when we would make a mistake, they would score. And yeah, and that's that's what you want in a football team, obviously. Right. Um, so, you know, I think you go out there if you can if you can limit those mistakes, or if you can capitalize on theirs, you can go toe to toe. And and I think A and M needs to prove that we can go toe to toe with an elite team, and yeah. that it's not. Yeah, every year when we play Alabama, I'm like, "Oh, we're going to beat Alabama this year." You know, I get all pumped yeah. and and get myself psyched up. But in the back of my head, I'm like, "No, we're not." <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. I don't really feel that way this year. I feel like we're pretty evenly matched and I I feel like I feel like we belong in the game. You yeah. know, um
0: Well, years I, th- past I think it. I th- uh, sorry, like there's one thing you said I don't want to forget to bring this up. But mm-hmm. you said like you went back and watched it and you felt like you know like what you saw didn't reflect what the final score was like like we were like, like we weren't 28 yeah. points worse than them like we were actually a, a pretty a pretty good football team we just made some mistakes here and there and they took full advantage of that that that's what Jimbo Fisher has echoed all offseason uh mm-hmm. he's like he's like you guys are going to think I'm crazy when you look at that score and and then hear me say we were right there uh, in that game and we had some self-inflicted stuff that we can fix on our end and you know be competing right there with them and i yeah. think i think the team understands that like uh, according to according to coach fisher he said like after that that bama game watching the tape like our guys started to believe that they could beat anybody and you know yeah. the very next week they you know take down uh top five florida at kyle field and you know that really set in the motion like that instilled the belief in our players and you know set up for a a really special season last year and maybe a a season that we'll never forget this year you know well and and
1: normally normally you like to think like oh all the lessons that were learned last year are gonna you know pour into this year and um then it's not and then you feel the same way at the end of the year like you know like that's a that's a common feeling to feel at this point in the in the season. You know, fall camp's about to start. It's like yeah. this is pretty much the same team that we had last year. They've already learned their mistakes. They're going to be better this year. Um, and, and to some degree, it, it always is that way a bit. But um, I, I have to caution myself in thinking this because of that. You know, because I know that we normally – you know that's a that's a common feeling to have at this point in the, <laughs> in the season, but uh, we are
0: riding high right now.
1: <laughs> I I do feel like right now though that our team is a bit different than it has been in the past because we returned so many guys that should have graduated, should have moved on, should have done all that, but yeah. that the very the way that the season ended with us being out of the top four you got to think that that really plays into this season more than it normally does. Yes.
0: So I'm glad you said that. That's a, a key point that I want to make in this episode. Um, like, like this thing is cyclical and Mm -hmm. like, like Bama is always going to have the best talent year in and year out. But when you factor in like experience and like coaching continuity and things like that, like they're not going to have their best year every year. Like last year, absolutely was their their best like maybe one of their best teams ever like no one was going to beat them last year it just wasn't going to mm-hmm. happen but you know every other year they're a little bit just just a little bit more vulnerable than mm-hmm. they are in those in those in those years where they really have it together so i've i've got a uh a question for you here and like this is something yep. i've been trying to to look in with you know really good teams that win ch- or that that play for championships, but don't win them and the players that have come back. So, um, the year prior to last year, 2019, uh, you know, Tua gets hurt. Bama ends up going 10 and two. they missed the playoff. And there's a handful of guys that were, you know, that were, were going to be seniors, but they were, if they had left, they would have been first round draft picks, like without a doubt. And those guys are Najee Harris, the, the star running back, um, Alex, Alex Leatherwood, uh, their stud left tackle who had started for like three years. Um, and Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman last year. <laughs> like, yeah, if if if, if they had won the championship in 2019, I can almost guarantee you those guys all leave. Because why yeah. wouldn't they? Like, it felt right. like they were they kind of had the mentality that, that this AM team has right now of, hey, like. We want to come back and. And win another one, and you know, maybe marginally improve our draft our draft stock. But sure. Um, and then the same thing, you know, go back to Clemson in you know, like the first year that we played them, I was looking forward to that game because I was like, well, yeah, they have a bunch of good D linemen, but but they're all going to go to the draft and you know go in the first round, and and then they didn't because they didn't win the championship, so <laughs> they all came back and then they all went in the first round the following year, um, and I, I think there's something to that, and I think. Maybe we can have a little bit of, uh, like, I guess, recreate that a little bit. Um, yeah. On this, on some anything. of that
1: edge on our on our team. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing that we've ever experienced before. So. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think that that definitely plays into it a bit, um, and and I also think, and again, maybe I'm just convincing myself because I want to believe that. Right. But. But the world during this past year, obviously the past year and a half, but, um, during from the national championship last year to today, the world is different. The world is, is not the same that it has been. Mm -hmm. It's been easier for people to lock into what they're doing because half the time you can't go anywhere. You can't (laughs) do anything. You can't, you can't do whatever. And I mean, you know, like my business has has been better because I've spent more time there and and had the ability to do that because I'm not traveling as much and I'm not doing as much random things that I was doing before. Um, you know, I look at a, a lot of people that I know just personally; they're not really they're you know some people that have have been really committed to working out. Like you go you go from seeing them a year ago and they were big and then now they're fit, you know, and it's because they didn't have anything else to do. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so you, if you have that chip on your shoulder, you got to carry that chip throughout the off season. And normally that's pretty hard to keep that edge, you know, but I got to think that maybe, maybe not, maybe not this year because what else did they have distraction wise? Not much. Yeah. You know, the world has been different. And, and so again, maybe I'm just convincing myself that that's the way that it is. But, um, you just look at all the returning production that we got that we wouldn't have normally gotten. Yeah. Um, and you gotta think there's a reason to that. And those guys, if you come back for a senior, a, a super senior season, you know, if it's your sixth season at A&M. Right. You're not going to, you're not worried about going out all the time and stuff like that. Like you're, you're locked in on what you're doing because you came back for a reason. And, and when you have that leadership and we've talked about that at length, yeah, we got that leadership at every position. Yeah. That's, that's huge because you get the guys on board that. Maybe don't have that. Maybe didn't play much last year, so they don't really have that feeling. So they're just waiting for their chance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not. They're not stepping in to take over. They're stepping in to be led by somebody who does have that chip on their shoulder, you know. And right. um, I I liken it to like uh, Sean Porter after that first Florida game, whenever he was oh, so man. mad and all that, yeah. you know. And and then look at how the defense turned around that year. Mm-hmm. right after that. And, and I'm sure, you know, we had that vocal leadership there now Yeah, that's saying the same thing. Hey, we got, we got, I mean, we've been carrying that. We ain't done yet. You know, yeah. thing. I mean, that's our hashtag. Um, so when you hear that over and over and over and over again, and you're just reminded over and over and over again of what happened, that's that's easier. Or that's better to do than, um, you know, putting the score up everywhere whenever you got blown out. You know, right. it, it's it it it's better motivation because yeah. you you don't feel like you're being trampled on for making some mistakes. You feel like you got left out and you deserve to be there. And that's a that's a much different motivation. I, I feel like so
0: yeah I think so too and I think I think the guys on this team have the same attitude as as coach Fisher does like they Mm -hmm. they they believe in themselves that they that they belong on the same field with Alabama that they can play with those guys that they can beat those guys and I think like one of the I guess last key points that I want to make on Bama and we may you know I guess move on to Mizzou but um you know I talked about being cyclical and like like the, like the like the guys on that Bama football team last year had just played so much like it was obviously an up year for them but like Najee Harris Devonte Smith uh, I know he got hurt but Jalen Waddle uh, even Miller they their tight end who's played a ton of football um, all three of those offensive linemen Leatherwood Dickerson Brown um, those guys have just been around for so long and you know obviously were tremendous talents and you know, had that, uh, coach Saban mentality and culture, uh, ingrained in them. And it, it, it was just their year. Um, on the flip side, those guys are all gone now. And while the guys they will have this year are very talented, you know, they have as much talent as anybody, uh, in America, but they don't have that experience. And, uh, I think that's a, if you're look if you're doing pluses and minuses, you know, if you're making a pros and cons list, there's a a big pro and a big plus for AM in the experience column. Like this 29 class from like like that like Jimbo's very first class. Uh, those guys have turned out to be all stars. Like that class had Kenyon Green, DeMarvin Liao, Weidermeyer, Spiller, Anaya Smith, like like these guys are the like they they took their lumps their freshman year, you know, with that seven and five year, um, you know, ha- obviously got like, they had the breakthrough last year, but like he says, we ain't done yet. Like <laughs> they still want to accomplish more. And now like they're in there. They built you know, this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you want to see it through. So,
1: I mean, there's, there's a lot of, yeah, you, you, get, you definitely would, would be of the frame of mind that, that this class and, and the, the stars that we have on this team and all of that, they, they started this thing. They want to finish this thing. They got a chip on their shoulder from last year. Yeah. Um, so whenever you're looking at it from that standpoint, all of the, all of the things that you would want to have on your side are on your side. If you're an AM and m fan. Yeah. Um, so, and that's what you need to, to compete at that level. Um, when we, when you haven't competed at that level yet. You know, yeah. um, is that you need to have that feeling of that you, number one, you deserve it and that you belong there. And it's not, it's not a big giant on the schedule. It's the other team that you're mad at last year, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, so, I think on on the on that side of it, I think we're really – that's definitely one of our absolute biggest pros. I think you're right about that. That's a big plus uh, on our side. But the matchup of, of the two teams, um, they match up really well. So, it's just going to be altogether a good game, I feel like. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And then how about this? Uh, I guess I guess the last thing we'll say about, about Bama um, – I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think we'll definitely know a lot about this Alabama team before they come into Kyle field, because they have to play Miami at a neutral site week one. I I feel pretty comfortable that they'll win that game, but you know, that's, that's a tough opponent. Uh, They play at Florida, who is a pretty solid team. Uh, I know you, I think you pick them to win the East, like like you're really high on them. Oh yeah, Yeah. I'm high on them. Uh, I think their defense will be improved from last year. Their offense is going back to what Dan Mullen is more comfortable with, so that's going to be a test. And then right before they come to Kyle Field, they have to host Ole Miss in the Lane Train and that offense that you know made Nick Saban pull his hair out last year. So (laughs) yeah, um, I I still would probably expect that they'll be undefeated, but they're going to be. Tested, I guess. Like, and I guess There's like you could, cracks. There is, yeah. Um, and I think that that's probably good for our coaches. I'm going like like way in depth now, but like our coaches are going to be able to see like, hey, like Florida, you know, was able to score points by doing X, Y, and Z. So maybe we can try to incorporate that, or like, you know, uh, Ole Miss use some tempo and you know move their quarterback out of the pocket a bit, and you know was able to stretch their defense that way, like. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting to watch. Like I'm gonna have, uh, obviously, I'm locked in on every AM game, you know, every week. But uh, if if Alabama's playing at a different time, I'm I'm all eyes on them, you know, until that game gets here. But um, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be fun to watch for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think that there will be some question marks in their team coming into it because I'm sure they'll maybe not struggle against Florida, but I'm sure it'll be a, a good game. Right, and then I could see them. Being just beside themselves, mad at how they play against Ole Miss, and yeah. you know it's like it's like Iron Man and um, Captain America. You know they they got in their fight, the Civil War, um, yeah. and that allowed Thanos to come in and win. So yeah. um, maybe maybe uh, we we put everything in on uh, Kiffin to to create some cracks on their team so that we yeah. can we can come in and Thanos them.
0: We are inevitable. Um, <laughs> uh, so as, as, as excited as we are about that, what, what does scare me, I guess win or lose against Bama, is, you know, like there's so much hype and build up into this matchup. And then the next week, you go to Columbia, Missouri, against a team that I, I think we both think is going to be pretty salty, uh, at least on offense. Yeah, you were beating the Mizzou drum early. I've been, um, I've been, I've been driving the train for that one, or driving the bus. I guess. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I I didn't. I w- I'm pretty sleep on uh, Mizzou. <laughs> like I just forget that they exist. <laughs> um. I was watching film on them before this one, and I was wrong. I'm I'm going to be way wrong putting them second to last in the east um they could be very top of the list in these they, they could contend for the east i feel like yeah they have their offense is fantastic
0: it's nice it's a nice offense um heck, the head coach over there uh, eli drinkwitz uh, came over last year from app state which is a fantastic program and for sure uh, app, and, and app state was always doing cool stuff on offense and um i think drinkwitz uh definitely implemented that at mizzou last year um you know like and, and not to, to go off on too much of a tangent here but I, I know every year like uh i'll talk to austin about this i'll talk to you about this like if and i think we had a a, a, a listener question about it we may uh, tackle it in full our next q a but you know if if you had to hire a coach for AM after this season you know, like who would you target um and i've got like a short list um, but Eli Drinkwitz would be up there. Like he's, you know, he's got some SEC experience now. You know, being at Mizzou, um, always kind of been around the South. You know, uh, if, if you can call Mizzou the South. But uh, and then App State is in North Carolina, so um, and a really cool offense. Like uh, it's it's pretty modern, but still, you know, puts an emphasis on running the football. Um, so he he'd be a guy to look at. I think he's a really good coach. A uh, great. Great coach for Mizzou. Um, I think he'll do really good things there. Um, and the quarterback he's got right now was a true freshman last year, Connor Basilek. Really nice young player. Um, I don't know if he made one of the uh, preseason All-SEC teams, but uh, I-, I think he probably should have if he didn't because um, even as a freshman last year, he was just super poised, uh, super accurate, um, was able to you know, lead that offense down the field against – uh, pretty much everyone they played and um, has some has some great weapons around him.
1: Yeah, that their running back is fantastic.
0: Yeah,
1: number Beatty. one. What, what did we say his name? Beatty. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they've got some receivers that can 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 make some plays too. <laughs> um, yeah. What was the guy's name that I liked? Dove.
0: Dove. Yeah. Uh, we we can't say. We can't pronounce his first name, but his last name is Duff.
1: <laughs> yeah, that dude. That dude can play some some football. Yeah. Um, and Akechi
0: Chisholm, at six foot six.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, but that number one, he, he's he's quick. He's he's a good running back.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've I've compared him to Anais, and uh, I think he'll end up going the opposite route of Anais because I think I think Anais will play mostly receiver this year. With the receivers uh-huh. that they've got, I bet he's their lead running back this year because uh, they, yeah. lost, uh, they, they lost a they lost Larry Roundtree last year um, who'd been there for like seven seasons it felt like. Um, so I feel like with you know the receivers that we've talked about and you know, the addition of a uh, superstar Moogie Cooper um, feels like Beatty's yeah. a safe bet to move back to their their lead back and that's a that's a pretty scary offense. That's a lot of really high end uh, skill talent and a, and a good really quarterback good too. Talent um yeah
1: the, so uh, I, i'm a i'm a bit more worried about that game than i was whenever we recorded the sec breakdown yeah um just because i've done more homework on them and i'm like ugh.
0: yeah <laughs> uh if i can uh paint some positives here like i i don't like i i don't think either one of us are saying that mizzou's going to come in there and you know just score 50 on us but uh it, it'll, it'll be it'll be a challenging game like that's you know, it'll be it'll be a test for, for our sure. defense, and um, I think uh, like one positive, and this is the 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 offensive lineman brain in me, but uh, whenever I went back and watched their games, like like the the one the one offensive lineman they had that really stood out, uh, Larry Larry Borum or Borum, uh, he was a really like a big big dude. Uh, played uh, I think he he played a little bit of left tackle and right tackle, and I was like, man, like he that's a pretty good play right there I'm worried about him but uh, he actually left for the draft last year ended up going in the fifth round so um I think he was probably their best guy so that's uh, a positive for us and I think a, you know a, a big boost for our our defensive line and uh being able to get after those guys but um you know and you and I were talking before before we hit record on about this but uh after you know physical game against Alabama you know if it's win or lose, this feels like a game where Jimbo will really try to, you know, ride his running game and just like eat up as much clock as possible, and just
1: yeah, keep the ball away from him.
0: Yeah, and just let those running backs do their thing because uh, as good as their offense is, I think their defense is okay, um, but I think they're susceptible to uh, a physical running game like Anim, you know, uh, intends to have. And uh, I think if you if you let Spiller and A Chain do their thing. And let the offensive line go to work. Uh, it, it's 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 definitely. I mean, it's it's for sure like a winnable game, and uh, I think yeah. that's a, a, a winning strategy. to Get past them, but uh, definitely definitely don't sleep on them. I mean, hell, like uh, I think we talked a little bit about their schedule in the uh, SEC SEC East episode, but they they could be undefeated by the time this game rolls around. I'm not, you know, I don't want to go out on a limb and say that, but their toughest games before they play us are uh, Boston college and Kentucky and Kentucky's good. Don't get me wrong. But, um, if they can get by those, like shoot, that may be like a, a top 10 matchup or something like that.
1: That'd be cool. I, I'm going to that game or Hayden. Oh yeah. I decided yeah. to go to that game. Are you going to yeah. go with us? We'll
0: I don't go. know. I don't know. Um, Oh, it's a TBD, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it off air.
1: Yeah. I think we'll probably, uh, road trip it or something. Yeah. But, uh, that's one stadium I haven't been to in the SEC, so I want to make sure and go. Yeah.
0: Um, well, let's uh let's wrap it up here with South Carolina. Um, so with his end schedule, like obviously you know all all roads point to Bama, and then you know I think the very next week at Mizzou is your classic trap game, and then you host uh your your most bitter most hated rival in South Carolina. You know it's always gonna to be tough. And then uh thankfully we get a buy after this. So um let, let's let's close this out on the on the Gamecocks, who we hate so much. Uh most mm-hmm. most most lopsided rivalry of all time. I mean, in, in my opinion, it's like eight to zero now or something like that, right?
1: Uh yeah, have they ever beaten us? No. Yeah, so I mean, maybe not most lopsided because I mean it's it's about equivalent to Texas A and M versus Arkansas, but <laughs> um yeah it's a uh, rivalry of the year
0: yeah it's it's the game i mean w- when um, w- when the Gamecocks play the aggies just throw those records out like like, in, yeah. like any I- anything could happen in this game it's
1: it's the best rivalry in college football
0: yeah everybody knows that a, lo- a lot of pe- a lot of people agree <laughs> with that
1: yeah everybody <laughs> would say that we're correct um
0: <laughs> And, it's the Battle and, of the Maroon, right? <laughs> are,
1: yeah, are they, I mean, are it, they Maroon? <laughs> kind of? Uh, no, they're, they're Garnet. Garnet, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean... When you're playing for the James Bonham Trophy... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't get the straight face until that one. <laughs> oh man, I feel like I feel like Jimmy Fallon on Saturday Night Live just <laughs> cracking up during one of the bits.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're playing for your state. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and it's you know, James Bonham, I mean he is he, he was from South Carolina came down to the Alamo and and died at the Alamo. So does South Carolina honor his legacy of being a South Carolinian or does Texas A&M remember the Alamo?
0: Yeah. I would say they don't a lot, that a lot, because, because they never A lot would. of weight on that
1: game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of weight on that game. I, I would say that we Aggies are pretty good at remembering the Alamo. Um, yeah. We remember it every year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh and they have no idea what the trophy looks like because they've never had it we've had it the entire time um too <laughs> that's true i
1: think we just went ahead and put it in the trophy case and just like concreted it in
0: <laughs> you can go ahead and lock this one up boys <laughs> this one's not going anywhere
1: we only take it out every 10 years to catch the years up you know like we'll, we'll take it out in a couple more years and, yeah. and be like oh yeah 2010 through 2020, you know, like yeah, those aren't the correct years. You
0: know, I, you know what I mean? I think this past weekend I saw this on social media. Um, Instead of the recruits holding up the Heisman and taking pictures, they were taking pictures with the, with the James Bottom Trophy. Were they? Were they really?
1: <laughs> no. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, God. I I heard you. I thought you were saying that I actually happened. I was like, you have got to be getting me.
0: Oh man, that'd be hilarious if I, they did though. I
1: will have to I'll have to find out from Montana. That's probably like in the shoe room. Like just like sitting on the shelf underneath like the newest, you know, Adidas boosts. Yeah. No, not even that. It's probably like next to the the workout shoes, you yeah. know the weight room shoes. Yeah. Um, it is a, actually a pretty cool trophy, though. Like if yeah. you look at the trophy, it it would be something I would put on my desk.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you, you probably could it's not gonna be. A, I bet you can like like loan it out like a library book. <laughs> just take it back in a in a couple weeks or something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, so South Carolina, um, I have them just kind of as a uh, as a wild card this year because I just don't know where they're how they're all going to play out you know, yeah. Um, and they've had so many changes and there's so much going on with their team that.
0: Yeah. They uh, brought in uh, Shane Beamer, be head coach, uh, that he is the son of a uh, legendary Virginia tech coach, Frank Beamer. Um, that's about all I know about him. He's never, I don't think he's ever called plays. Uh, he was most recently a tight ends coach at Oklahoma. Um, so I don't know what they were going for. Uh, in my in my opinion, they should have hired Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. I will. I'm, I'm glad they didn't because we have to play him every year, at least right now. So I'm glad they you know didn't make a hire that I liked. <laughs> but um, uh-huh. a lot of turnover. Uh, two quarterbacks transferred out after last year: uh, Colin Hill and Ryan Holinsky. Um, they do have uh, Luke Doty, who was. Uh, a pretty highly regarded quarterback. He was in the same class as Haynes King. Um, also competed at the Elite Eleven. Um, you know, he's he's a four star kid. but I think he'll, he'll probably be the starter. Um they did lose two uh two of their, their, their best like their top cornerbacks. Um you know what you know what's weird is like there was a couple of instances last year where like after a team played AM, their best players would opt out the next week. Like, it happened with South Carolina with uh, with J.C. Horn, who was a first-round cornerback, and um, Israel Mukamu, uh, who was an undrafted free agent but got picked up by the Cowboys. Um, and then against LSU, uh, Terrence Marshall and Arik Gilbert played against us, and then both opted out the next week. Like, so um, I thought that was strange. I guess they wanted to play against us and maybe put some uh, good stuff on their film, but... Um, I don't think they they did a ton in in those games against us to you know help them out, but um, I do like the running back. I do want to say that before we get out of here, uh, Kevin Harris, mm-hmm. uh, very underrated. Well, I say underrated, uh, except for the the dorks at PFF that have him like as the best running back in the country. Um, he's he's really good. He's not you know Herschel Walker or anything, but uh, he's he's a really good back. Um, easily their best player on offense. Um, We'll see what what Doty can do at quarterback. They did sign a, a really highly touted running back uh, a few years ago. I'm pretty sure he's a five star named uh, Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, he was hurt last year, didn't get to play. And then uh, in that same class, uh, along with Lloyd and Doty, was a five star defensive lineman named Jordan Birch, who they beat out uh, LSU for. So um, there's there's a, there's some nice young players on that team. But uh, in terms of you know, I think if they made a bowl. That'd be a huge win. Like, like, they're in a bad spot because they have to play Clemson every year. They play uh, Georgia and Florida every year, and now for the past you know however long they have to play us every year, who they yeah you true. know like they're they're bitter they're, they're bitter rivals who they can't beat. So, um, they're they're kind of in a bad spot. So, uh, if the, if they made a bowl game, I'd be surprised. I'd be impressed if they were able to accomplish that this year. But, um, you know maybe. Maybe Beamer gets it going up there. Who knows? But as far as this year goes, um, this game comes at a nice time because you have, you know, the biggest game of your season and then a pretty hard trap game on the road. So this is kind of, you know, not to, to diss them too much, but it's a little bit of a break from, you know, uh, back-to-back tough games. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, they they do. You're right about that. They've got... They draw draw a short straw, um, now that we're of the same caliber as Clemson and <laughs> Georgia and Florida. Yeah. Um and Florida's back to being good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and now Mizzou's good. Yeah,
1: yeah well that's true. Yeah. So it, it kind of sucks to be South Carolina, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and like apparently their fans think that uh so there was a three year stretch in the two two thousand tens where they won eleven games three years in a row under Spurrier, and a lot of their fans think that should be their norm. And yeah, uh, you know, it was obviously like a very, very stark outlier of you know what their history is. But I, I think can be a good competitive team, you know, and strive for eight and four, nine and three. But that's mm-hmm. probably that's probably what the ceiling is at South Carolina. Hate to say it, but
1: a fun fact. They uh once upon a time were named South Carolina A and M South were Carolina they really College of Agriculture and Mechanics. Oh, we did. Yeah, from October third, eighteen eighty 1880 until eighteen eighty two, whenever they <laughs> rechartered as South Carolina College. So I'm kind of digging in the weeds on that, that's according to Wikipedia. Yeah, you're you're number one source for information. Yeah. Um. Uh, even funner fact than that. Also, according to Wikipedia, um, James Bonham was expelled from South Carolina College. Really? Yeah, I'll he uh, he was expelled along with the entire senior class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? What did they just play like a really harsh senior prank or something? <laughs> he
1: led a student protest over harsh attendance regulations and the poor food served at the college boarding house. <laughs> And then he came to to um the Alamo and died. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I guess both both schools are just honoring his memory. <laughs> uh, it, ended, it ended poorly in both states. Yeah. Um
0: I wonder if his protest like led to any change at the at the university. I hope they have better food now. <laughs>
1: no they just booted him Uh, and and his entire class they're they're like hey we'll show you james Bonham. you're out of here and so are all your buddies (laughs) y'all better go get on the train and get the heck out you're no longer a south carolina a&m attendee yeah which i guess that's kind of a cool cool thing uh oh wait never mind he was there in 1824 so um they had already rechartered by that point. Yeah, but I learned more about South Carolina today <laughs> than uh, than I ever intended
0: to. But um. uh, well, I think uh, I think on that note we can call it a, call it a day. I think that was a a good productive episode on, on all fronts.
1: I think so. I, just as long as we go three and zero, that's all that matters. Hey, um,
0: hey as long as we go one and zero every week, one and zero yeah
1: faceless opponents yeah faceless opponents only
0: <laughs> uh well thank y'all for listening um we're going back to back to back this week uh big show planned tomorrow um actually as you're listening to this uh the AM players are reporting to fall camp and tomorrow is the first practice so uh, keep it tomorrow, locked in right here tomorrow. we are going to have uh, a really really fun episode tomorrow and uh I'm excited for y'all to hear it, so um, we'll catch you then. Hey, hey, one other thing. Today is
1: August 4th. You know what happens on September 4th?
0: Fighting Texas Aggie football, baby.
1: We're a month away right now.
0: It's go time. Which
1: means tomorrow we're less than a month away. Actually, means in like an hour or less than a month away.
0: How about that?
1: Oh, yeah. How about that? We really need to get some new sound clips. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, people listening.
0: Bye.